Hi, I'm Andy Williams, creative director and executive producer, and I'm here with my co-host Joe Redfern. And today we've got a special edition of the Kid Media Club podcast. We were invited by the Children's Media Conference to produce a special collaborative episode. And so in this episode, we are looking at learning on platforms such as YouTube and TikTok and why they've become such powerful and engaging platforms for learning for young people uh, and also learning that actually is sticky. So this episode takes the format of a series of conversations with experts in this space of learning across social media. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to this CMC session on TikTok and YouTube and the opportunities and challenges for these platforms for learning. I'm Andy Williams. And I'm Joe Redfern. Uh, and educators on TikTok and YouTube have taught us a valuable lesson, that learning should be fun. Uh, one behaviour that's remained after the disruption to education that was caused during the pandemic is this appetite amongst families to supplement and add to children's education using platforms like TikTok and YouTube, whether that's through how-to videos, life hacks, tutorials, or just fun fact clips. Both platforms have come into their own uh, as platforms that can make learning engaging and that sticks. Yes, and we're delighted to welcome Sam Shorts from the SciShow, Tom Lee from Kids Knows Best, Molly Redmond, Senior Account Director at Batten Hall, and Kit Brown, presenter, teacher, and TikToker. So join us in our TikTok and YouTube, The Future of Education session, as we talk to a panel of leading experts. We're uh, delighted to have Molly Redmond joining us for this session. Uh, Molly, say hello and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, um, thanks for having me. I'm Molly. I work for Batten Hall, who are a social media specialist agency. Um, in my job, and I'm an account director, so I help um, oversee a lot of our uh, global clients. Um, but previously, I have also worked in education as well, uh, working for Pearson Education. Amazing. So you, you've seen from both sides the power of platforms uh, working at a, an agency, but also the power of particularly TikTok in this case, for educating. So why is TikTok becoming such a popular platform for learning? I think learning is a very visual experience for a lot of people, right? I think when I think back to my education, um, I remember BBC Bite Size being um, our most common, commonly used uh, kind of platform. And it was full of games, very bright visuals, the kind of characters and, and a lot of that kind of like storytelling. And I think um, TikTok and other platforms like YouTube as well, um, just lend really well for this, right? It's a creative platform. Um, I think TikTok also has a very great um, discovery algorithm. It's very good at kind of starting to understand who you are as a person, um, you know, the, the things that you might be interested in, the things in your daily lives. I'm a very avid TikTok user myself, and very quickly after I started using it, it you know, uh, kind of realized the things that I was interested in, the job that I did and stuff like that. So I often get um, uh, TikToks that are very tailored to my interests and mm. my job. And so as learners, I think, you know, as soon as you start feeding the algorithm with those kind of things, you're going to get served more and more relevant things for your education, which I think um, is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, it just allows young people such access to, to such a wealth of really great content and a variety of content as well I think 
that's really important in education is allowing um, young people to to figure out what their learning style is and you know um, for some people the traditional classroom approach doesn't work for everyone it doesn't work for everyone and finding different things like um, YouTube videos and and TikTok um, educators um, has been a lifesaver for a lot of people's education because it gives them a different way of consuming educational content. It's interesting what you've said in terms of making that content sticky and as much as actually learning um, the learning content needs to be interesting and sticky in and of itself actually it can be who's delivering that a TikToker like you say that already has a fan base if they're the one that is almost imparting that information you would assume that actually it's going to be more sticky for kids because they have a resonance with with that person. Absolutely right I mean Again, in an ideal world, everyone and their teachers will get on really well and uh, they'll have a great working relationship, but that's not always the case. Sometimes uh, a teacher's um, education style might not work for individual students and um, one student might resonate a lot more with someone who might be more similar to them or might have a different um, style of teaching. And so they're able to find these other educators online, whether that be YouTube, TikTok, or kind of other similar platforms. Um, and so, yeah, I think it just really opens up the world for, for learners, which I think is really exciting, finding different teaching styles, finding different ways of understanding things. Um, who's your favorite creator on TikTok or what's your favorite piece of learning content that you've seen on there and or YouTube? So I've got um, I've got a couple. Um, one is um, on so on TikTok, there's um, someone called Miss XL um, and she creates a lot of uh, stuff around Excel sheets, uh, cheat, cheat sheets and stuff like that. And I think the way that she does it is very good at making quite a like, you know, stuffy, boring subject, um, really fun. She'll do kind of comedy skits with it and use trending audios. I think it's a really nice way of showing how you can take these topics and do it in a, in a fun and creative way. Um, another element that I've really loved recently seeing a lot more of is um, like you say, you know, beyond the kind of educational, uh, you know, classroom curriculum, um, how people are, are using educational content for other things. So not all young people or even adults might have had the same access to the same life education. And I think, you know, there are content creators using their platform to be almost like adoptive parents. Um, and I've seen people doing Kind of educational content or tutorials around things like understanding tax, sex education, and even things like using a washing machine. Not everyone has had these things that maybe, you know, a stable parents or, or um, their school might not have given them these education. Um, and so seeing people doing con content around that, I think it's been really inspiring and it's um, that kind of nice community feel. I think um, someone specifically would be around Sophia Smith Gala. She creates a lot of educational content around world news, politics and sex education that you might not necessarily get in schools. Um, yeah, I think those are those are two that I like, but then also that that general sphere of this kind of life education that we're seeing coming through. I really like that. And I think it's really interesting because, again, we use the term education and we we default to thinking it's maths and science. But actually, there's much more that kids are taking from TikTok. So, Tom, welcome to the podcast. And um, 
Before we start, would you be able to just give a brief introduction to um, to who you are, where you work, uh, and kind of your perspective on this topic? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, my name's Tom. I work for Kids Know Best. Uh, been here for maybe five years ish now. Um, so I head up the youth trend spotting department. Uh, so we speak to kids in the UK and US every day um, on Zoom calls, and we talk about what kids care about, what their interests are, why they like, uh, whatever it is they like, really sort of hearing it, real-time insights from, from kids. Um, we want to be the voice of kids, and, and to do that, we listen. Um, so lots of uh, talk about social media um, and what they can learn from those platforms. Uh, so always fascinating to hear all the random and uh, interesting and aspirational sort of content they consume and, and how they might implement that into um, their daily lives. That's amazing. Uh, so that sets us up perfectly for our first question, which is why, in your opinion, do you think that TikTok and YouTube are such good platforms for learning and education? Yeah, like TikTok, they're on a lot and, and they're on the For You page. They get served content. And as we all know, the algorithm sort of serves up more of, of what you might engage with. So I hear lots of different um, genres of, of learning material like life hacks. Um, book talks a big one, isn't it? Uh, and kids getting into, back into reading. Um, but also like random, you know, makeup tutorials arts and crafts, uh, cooking, baking, all these different things, how to edit videos, how to draw animate, anime characters, uh, such a wide array of, of um, learning material. And, and just really exciting to hear them sort of go off and do it themselves. And, and, and speaking to kids as you do every day, who are some of the creators or channels that they're bringing out, you know, mentioning to you? And, and what kind of content are they learning from those creators that's, that stuck with you whilst you've been speaking to them over the last few months? It's, it's an obvious one, but Mr. Beast, you know, he's always the most mentioned YouTuber, always, every month still. Um, you know, does, he does do massive viral videos, but what kids talk about is his philanthropy. Um, he did Team Trees, where he planted 20 million trees, and then he did Team Seas, which is where he raised $30 million to remove 30 million pounds worth of litter, marine litter from the oceans. And I've, you know, I've been on calls where there's a girl in Texas, seven-year-old girl, who was going to donate her fee from the call to, to that cause. So with for them, it, Mr. Beast speaks to them in the right way, but also... He's kind of with them on, on, you know, trying to trying to help the planet for future generations. And I think kids are almost like burdened with climate change, especially where it's like, why is it all being put on us to sort of solve? It's, it's more like, why aren't you doing something? And we'll we'll be empowered by the knowledge of of what we can implement. So I think Mr. Beast, you know, they really resonate with with him. Is you know, quite genuine. He's got a lot of money, but he gives a lot away. Mm -hmm. um very sort of wholesome character i guess has a lot of fun on this channel spends a lot of money on viral content but gives a lot back and and i just think he's really engaged with the way he he's just being proactive and and, and trying to save the world i guess 
there's lots of kind of benefits um, to kids in terms of learning skills and education. But do you think there are any kind of challenges um, that that they face in terms of navigating some of this stuff? Yeah, I think for me, it's sort of a growing concern where, especially teenagers, an impressionable age where, you know, if you think you, you want to be in the know or the cool kid or, you know, whatever the sort of those playground dynamics where before you might have said something that maybe was wrong and your mates would tell you to shut up or whatever now you can there's a pressure to like learn and be knowledgeable on all these subjects and they're overexposed to news every day that they'll they'll have seen you know the the news on the shootings in in texas and you know all, all this news that they're consuming and climate change inequality, injustice, where, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of consuming this all the time. And, and, and then there is that sort of danger that they'll be fed the wrong, or, you know, a, a, a sort of, um, best to say, a viewpoint that maybe isn't, um, isn't correct or, or is, I don't know, what's the word? Not necessarily uh, healthy either. Not healthy, yeah. This danger of, you know, this pressure to be in the know on everything, um, but not fact checking, probably, you know, wanting to quickly reshare something, quickly um, express a, a viewpoint on something they've learned, because that's the thing that they love learning, but they could be learning the wrong thing and they don't really know, because mm. why, why would they question a, a YouTuber with 20 million followers um, at 13? Are you, are you really going to sort of? Look into the nuances of of him of of him or her, um, what their viewpoints are, and and that if they have an agenda, you know, all these things that adults struggle with. Well, teens are, you know, way more impressionable. And it's interesting. I think you're you're right, and it's such a question of balance. Um, but very often, algorithms don't think about balance. They serve you what you've watched most of, and actually that can tip that balance perhaps in a, a, an unhealthy direction. I think it's a great point that you make. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this session, and, and we look forward to speaking to you even more uh, soon. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So, Sam, thanks very much for being a guest on the podcast. Um, yeah, and could you, um, before we start, could you just give a brief introduction to yourself, your name, a, your perspective on the subject of educators within TikTok and YouTube? Yeah, I'm Sam Schultz. I'm uh, the producer of SciShow Kids, which is a kids educational YouTube channel. It's a spinoff of SciShow, which is um, a science-based channel, more for adults and like older kids. Uh, and uh, that was hosted by Hank Green and a bunch of other people. And then in like 2015, we spun that off into a kid's version. Um, and that is under the umbrella of Complexly, the production company. We do SciShow and Crash Course and PBS Eons and lots of educational stuff. Fantastic. Um, so my first question to you was, why in your opinion do you think that YouTube and TikTok are such good platforms for learning and education? What makes them special? I think for Complexly as a whole, it's all about accessibility. So it's great for us that we can make content for everybody in the world for free. So if a kid is like, why is the sky blue? 
they can search it and they can find SciShow and they can know and their parents can know that they're getting like the right answer about why the sky is blue from like a scientifically rigorous source. Um, and it's not just SciShow, there's tons of tons of great uh, resources out there, even not for kids. Like you want to fix your sink, you can learn how to fix your sink instantly. No matter who you are or where you are, you just need at the very least like an internet connection and the whole world is available to you. Do you think that link to a kid's curiosity and their ability to find that out for themselves, do you think that's a powerful ingredient in terms of why it's popular? Yeah, I think it's kind of hand in hand. I think a lot of kids see it. We can see on our back end that it's played in a ton of classrooms, but then we can also see that it's not just played in classrooms. So I think it is like kids are introduced to our show and lots of other shows through classroom material, but it's engaging enough and different enough and doesn't feel like sitting in the classroom enough that they're still going to go look for it or ask for it on their own time. So I think they're kind of like intertwined with each other. That's great. That's a fantastic answer. Um, so then moving on to the other question that we wanted to ask, which was whether you had a favorite piece of learning content or a favorite um, creator of educational content on YouTube or TikTok? Yeah, I think I don't make the show and edit the show. I just produce the show. So I uh, I think I feel like I'm allowed to say I love SciShow Kids. I think it is extremely special in the landscape of YouTube kids media because um, there's a lot of weird stuff and there's a lot of stuff that's made by like huge studios like, like Sesame Workshop and that stuff's great. But like but we have a different approach to it, and I think it's a really special approach. So one of the debates that um, comes up a lot, particularly in the area of the internet and kids, is the idea of whether this, the information is reliable or kind of well-researched and resourced. Um, do you kind of feel that's a kind of real responsibility for producers of kids' content on TikTok and YouTube? Yeah, I think it's the thing that I take the most seriously and that we all take the most seriously across all of our shows because it's really easy in the field that we're in to even when we're like watching our videos and proofing our videos have a line of suggested videos next to it that are like this this is not this is junk there's so much junk that i think it's vitally important that we're not junk and also let people know that that we're not junk just by by our reputation preceding us that's a really important navigator i think for kids to have a, a trustworthy source with it, within those on those platforms um that's a, i think that's a brilliant place to kind of to end the discussion so uh, thanks okay. very much for for all your answers they've been great yeah thanks for having me on we're delighted that kit brown has joined us too kit tell us a little bit about yourself hi i'm kit brown uh i'm better known as mr brown i guess across social media and in my classroom, of course, and I'm currently a year four primary school teacher. You're also uh, a TikToker and you are a creator on the platform. So tell us in your view, both as a creator and a teacher, why do you think TikTok is becoming such a good and compelling platform for learning? When I started TikTok, I saw a platform that only allowed you to film for a certain amount of time. And I saw that as fitting with, you know, short educational videos that you could make snappy and engaging for kids. And I thought, you know, what better way to provide children on a platform that they're using widely now? You know, they're, you know, they're in a generation of social media and they're on TikTok already, you know, providing with that educational content 
that's only a minute long. I know you can do three minutes now, but at the start, it was only a minute long. And, you know, it's short, it's snappy, it's engaging. You know, you can teach them concepts that, you know, they might not understand in a classroom stood, stood, where the teacher stood in front of them. You know, I think not every child learns sat at their desk with the teacher just feeding them the information stood at the front of the classroom. I feel like a lot of our children now are visual learners. They really engage with that kind of that visual aspect of teaching and, and putting that on a platform that they can see right in front of their eyes as they're scrolling through their phone. It's gonna it's gonna resonate with them, and they're gonna be able to pick up on those concepts. Do you find your year fours are on TikTok, even though in theory yeah. they're not supposed to be? Yeah, well, they're not supposed to be uh, with adult supervision. But um, when I started TikTok, a lot of them came up to me the next day and they said, "Oh my gosh, Mr. Brown, we saw you on TikTok last night." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" But then that kind of made me think. Well, you know, if children in my class are seeing those videos, then on a on a wider scale, probably children from other schools are seeing it and as my followers grew I thought well children in other schools across the country are going to see this and then you know when my followers grew even further I was like well now it's on kind of a global scale so I thought you know how can I use this platform to provide quality education to children and I thought you know short videos of me in the classroom delivering that content you know in a fun engaging way will help them understand concepts that you know, they might not understand sat at their desk in the classroom. And I think seeing that insight and having a teacher almost on your screen in front of you is is a, a lot comfort, more comforting because they're doing it at home in a safe environment. And, you know, it's fun, it's engaging, and it's short, it's snappy. But I think it, it just provides them with an experience that they might not all take to in the classroom. And, and, do, and do you think that it, it's a way of increasing connection with kids as well because I guess in a classroom the relationship and the power dynamic is you're the teacher in position of power they're children and you know it's almost you know it's face to face you're facing off now that's the way classroom teaching is constructed but actually one of the things that social media do, does and why TikTok and YouTube and influencers have become so popular is it brings kids closer and, you know, it, it's it's this level of authenticity and connection. So do you think in a way that helps you as an educator? Yes, absolutely. I would I would completely agree with you that in the classroom, it is very, you know, your teacher's standing at the front of the classroom delivering the content. You know, you're sat behind your desk and you have to intake all of this information. I think there's something quite authentic, like you said, about using these social media platforms where they're tailor-made videos, you know. And like I say, it's almost like you've got that teacher in front of you on your phone. And it's quite natural, you know, you're scrolling through videos of, of all the things that you might be interested in, whether it's Fortnite, Roblox, all these different things. And then boom, you've got a, an educational video that relates to you. You know, it's not seen as I'm sat in a classroom, I have to learn this, you know. It's, it's quite natural. It's all on your feed. And I think having that natural approach on a platform that they're used to and they're using for their own pleasure, you know, they're, they're not in a classroom being forced to learn or take mm. this in. They, they're often on TikTok or YouTube for their own pleasure it's going to make them engage with it more. You know, they're going to want to go onto YouTube to, to learn about fractions. They want to go to, to go onto TikTok to, to learn about different punctuation in English because it's delivered in a fun way. You know, it's, it's got to be short, snappy and engaging because otherwise it won't, no one's going to want to watch it or listen to it. I think you're right. I think you've pulled out a couple of interesting points because I think when, when they're in that mood that they're relaxed and they're wanting to be entertained, but something educational comes along. Actually, they are quite receptive to it. Like you said, you know, it's not necessarily this 
you're in a class and you're, you're expected to be in a learning mood, whether you're tired or you're hungry or just not feeling it that day. So actually, I think you, it's an interesting point you made. So second question to you, who's your favorite creator that you found or piece of content that you've seen on TikTok? So I recently, uh, we had a new teacher join our teaching team. I teach in quite a large school. We have three teachers per year group. And she introduced me to a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Anchor Education. And they provide loads of educational songs along with academic concepts. So there's a song for learning the contents of the, wo- uh, the continents of the world. There's a, a song for learning different punctuation. And we were teaching a unit on inverted commas and using speech within our writing, uh, which is a quite a tricky concept because there's loads of rules you have to follow. And it's a lot for the children to remember. So we're thinking of ways that we could introduce this in a fun and engaging way. So we went onto their YouTube channel. They had a fantastic inverted commas song. And we thought, you know what, let's go for this. Let's do it. This is going to work. So I taught it in my lesson. I made a video of it, put it on TikTok, and it completely blew up. Um, because the children engaged, they were understanding, you know, the concepts that we were teaching, they were remembering each and every part of the lesson, you know, and it was just delivered in that fun, engaging way. It wasn't just me at the front on a whiteboard saying, you need to put an inverted comma there, then you need a capital letter. You know, we learned the song, we learned it off by heart. You know, we learned it with actions. It was inverted commas, talking, talking, talking. There was so many different actions. It's fantastic. Um, to the point where they were just so engaged. And then in their writing and in lessons, subsequent lessons after that, and even now and just in the half term gone when they were writing adventure stories, you can see the children at their desk when they're including speech. And I've said, okay, you need to include some speech in your writing today. They're sat there at their desk with their pens going, okay, inverted commas, talking to, and they know exactly where to put the punctuation, where to put the inverted commas, the capital letters, all of those things that can be tricky to remember if you've just got a Mm -hmm. teacher telling you just from learning that song so we use a lot of anchor education songs and there are loads of things i've picked up from different tiktokers different youtubers i think you know what this is a brilliant engaging way of getting the children hooked in to a concept that can be quite tricky to understand and just provide them with a meaningful learning experience that they'll remember because i think that's that's the important part it's all well and good providing a learning experience that looks fun and it looks crazy it looks engaging but are the children remembering that objective that you're teaching and in the cases that, you know, in the lessons that are provided with these different ideas from YouTubers and TikTokers, the key thing is they've all met the objective. They've all understood mm. what teaching is because I've delivered it in an engaging way. And I think that's that's one of the things that I found so amazing about TikTok and, and YouTube that I've been able to pull things from different areas, take inspiration from other teachers, collaborate with other teachers and just really take, really take ideas and put them into my own practice that have kind of provided experiences for my children that I think are more meaningful and hopefully they'll remember. Wow, that's amazing. That's such a compelling story, actually, in that it's helped you as an educator find ways to make education more sticky and stick with the kids, which is the goal of every teacher. So um, really interesting how TikTok and YouTube have helped you do that. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate this episode and subscribe to the series. It would be enormously appreciated. And thank you very much for listening. We really hope that you tune into the next episode. Bye.